coming up on this episode of You're Invited. My neighbors never knew, my uh, my Washington neighbors, and certainly not my Alabama neighbors. <laughs> but um, I, nev- I never told them either. Uh, but you know what? There's great freedom in anonymity. Word freaks, humor geeks, folks whose tongues are in their cheeks. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Misfits, wags and wits, folks who laugh at naughty bits. Here's a show that's fun and educational. You will meet our leading losers and learn the way they think. Take their tips and maybe you will see your name in ink. Empress Pat, aristocrat, she'll put out the welcome mat. So get in line and file in, soon you will be smiling. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast episode of You're Invited, where we do the ins and outs of the Style Invitational in the Washington Post. We hear what's inside the mind, sometimes the uh, twisted mind of losers. Today is my delight to host a loser who is one of the more popular losers, Beverly Sharp. (laughs) And Thank you for being on the show, Beverly. It's, it's, a, it's a real honor. I know you're coming to us from Alabama, getting your Christmas time. So happy holidays. Thanks. Same to you, Mike. You were so nice to invite me to join your uh, podcast. And um, I'm really excited about it. I hope you won't be sorry. No, I won't be sorry. <laughs> Not only that, other people requested you. Oh, good. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Thank you. Yeah, you're but, the yeah, people's I, choice. I have to tell you this morning, um, I happened to take a peek at my horoscope and uh, it started like this. You've the sense that you're getting ready for something, though you may not be sure what. And I thought, wow, is that appropriate? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're you're wading into the the treacherous waters of Style Invitational Podcast where anything can happen. (laughs) And actually, I'm going to be changing up things a little bit. Usually we start with the formalities, how to get into the, the style invitational, things like that. But I don't want to get everyone to get bored and, and, and used to you know, typical structure. So let's play a, a game. Let's depart from the norm and do word association. I'll say a word or name and you tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. And it could be a word, two or three or whatever. Is that okay? Can we can we do that? That's okay. Okay. Let's okay. Go. <laughs> Number one, the Empress. Wow. Hmm. Wonder Woman. Oh, I think, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the woman doesn't sleep. You know, she she reads all these entries every week, and I mean, sometimes thousands of entries because this contest just gets bigger and bigger. And then she has to judge them all. That would just put me six feet under. But anyway, <laughs> uh, she she really uh, does an amazing job. And then what is really nice, I think, is that when you do possibly get some ink, she sends uh, your magnet out or whatever you win with a nice letter and then a little personal note at the bottom telling you how good you were. And oh, that makes you want to do it again and again. So I've had off to the Empress. And she does that for 50 letters a week. She writes something yeah. original and yep. clever to each person. I know. She does. I know. I know. So we're, we're lucky she hasn't burned out after all these years. <laughs> Wonder Woman is perfect because she did once wear a Wonder Woman suit that was given away as a prize. So. Oh, she did? Yes. Oh, I didn't did. even know that. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a fake Wonder Woman prize uh, <laughs> outfit, but it was close enough. Number two, poetry contests. 
<laughs> poetry contest. Okay, I would have to say time sucks. And that, <laughs> that was a word that came up from, I think, last year's Merriam-Webster uh, New Word contest where they, they would throw out new words that we, and we had to write poems about them. Okay, so uh, <laughs> all I can tell you, the poems and songs just take tons of time for me, but they're still my favorite contest. All right, number three, funniest loser. Mike, I would lose a lot of friends if you made me pick <laughs> one. So I'm going to have to say, let's see, it's whoever makes me laugh out loud the most. And that's a different person every week. Oh, you're so, uh, you're so good. You're so uh, politic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to lose any friends. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. No wonder you're, you're so well liked. Okay. okay. Number four, gopher drool. <laughs> I have, the only word that can follow gopher drool is beer. And I'll tell you why. Okay. okay. I, I don't. I don't know the origin of the term gopher drool. But um, when I went to my first loser event many, many years ago, uh, I believe it was a weekend in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, the organizer was Kyle Hendrickson, uh, who's also known as the Loser Pope for Life. I think or Loser Fest Pope for Life is my uh, recollection of his title. Anyway, he had had special labels printed up for the beer bottles. And I can promise you that was the first and the last time I ever drank a bottle of gopher drool beer. <laughs> How did it taste? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I enjoyed question. it thoroughly. I, 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 <laughs> sure, uh, gopher drool goes way back before my time, but I can't tell you, uh, you know, the origins. We talked about, I think I talked about it with Jeff on one of the previous podcasts. It had something to do with the czar saying, he said something like, I give worthless prizes like a jar full of gopher drool or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that I, I makes think. sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure someone's going to correct me. Hopefully someone will correct me. Okay. Next next one. Scatology. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, I've got to tell you, Gene Weingarten comes to mind. <laughs> uh, Gene, of course, was the, uh, the founder and uh, supreme ruler of the contest until he was deposed by, the, by the, uh, the empress. When I was new at this contest, which was maybe 15 years ago, I asked fellow loser Steve Dudzik how the czar's preferences differed from the empress's preferences. And he replied rather succinctly, the czar likes poop jokes. The empress uh -huh. likes puns. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've tried to keep that uh, to keep that in mind as I do my writing. Excellent answer. Now, since <laughs> I asked you about scatology, I'm going to ask you about eschatology. <laughs> Ooh, the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of a scary thing to think about, uh, especially during the time of COVID. But I, I hope we're not approaching that. But if we are, uh, I hope we can go out while reading. The style of mutational and laughing. I'm with you 100%. I don't want to go out any sooner than anyone else does either, but laughing <laughs> would be the way to go. Favorite song, movie, or TV show with loser in the title? Oh, my gosh. You know, I really can't think of but one, and that, that would be uh, The Biggest Loser. But I, I have to confess, I've never seen that show. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, though, that it has more to do with calories than with jokes. Yes, uh, you're probably <laughs> right. So I don't really, I can't say I have a favorite. I'm sorry. 
That's all right. I'll tell you, mine is "I'm a Loser" by the Beatles. That's a, oh, oh, that's okay. a very good I song. Heard of that, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, the clowning achievement. Oh, that's the new Style Invitational Trophy. Oh, and by the way, uh, congrats to uh, Hannah Seidel for uh, snagging the very first one yesterday. Wow, that's neat. I'd like one of those myself. <laughs> or maybe two, or maybe three. <laughs> but, uh, I'm with you. I mean, what, what woman wouldn't want a clown on her mouthpiece? <laughs> right. A lot of people have sad clowns in paintings <laughs> on their walls. So, you know, why not a clowning achievement, right? That, that's much better. Exactly. Okay, just two more. The 25 entry limit. Well, you know, for most of us, that is a lot of entries and a lot of work, but not for Duncan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Every week he posts on LoserNet, you know, we can all post entries after the deadline and show each other what we send in so we can uh, enjoy each other's jokes which, you know, most of which will not be printed because there's just not room. Anyway, uh, every week he sends in his 25 entries and then maybe 25 more headed, didn't have room for these. So <laughs> we get to, we're, it, it's amazing to me that somebody can come up with so many. And these are good jokes. It's not like it's junk. They're all great. But uh, so it's really, it's not hard to see why he's in first place for the year. Duncan Stevens, great answer. Okay, the last one, and this is kind of stacking the deck a little bit, this podcast. <laughs> you know, this is so much fun. I love hearing what uh, everybody says about the others who, who've already been on your podcasts have had to say about the contest. And, um, you know, it, it's fun to put a voice with a name. And sometimes the voice doesn't sound a bit like you would have thought. It's right. so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I love hearing their thoughts about the contest. And I really love hearing their strategies. You know, that's very uh, useful. What I want to say is thank you so much, Mike, for, for uh, doing this program and, and making this available to all of us. It's really, really fun. Oh, my great pleasure. It's you and the other folks who make it worth interest, make it worth listening to. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that. I hope. Let's go back to our regularly scheduled podcast. There's a story about you, and, and we, we know you as Beverly Sharp. There's a story about you using only that name and you have a different name, a married name, and you use it for the Style Invitational. Can you tell us how that came about? Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my maiden name, my real maiden name was Beverly Sharp. Okay, so when we uh, lived in D.C., my husband was working for the other newspaper, and I thought I should uh, spare him the embarrassment perhaps, of having his name attached to my potty humor. So that's when I decided to use my maiden name. Uh, as, it, as it turns out, though, Mike, he's been my biggest, biggest promoter and enabler, my husband. Oh, that's and great. Every week, every week he asks, how many entries have you written? And I'll say, if I say 12, he'll say, okay, only 13 to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's so, another uh, example of you being kind and judicious. You didn't want to hurt well, anybody's feelings or their career <laughs> or, you know. Yeah, I have to tell you one more thing about the name thing. Please. Uh, the Empress um, caught on to my real name right away. 
she has her ways. And so <laughs> uh, she, she uh, wasn't fooled for a minute, but um, I didn't let on to the rest of the loser community until the day that Russell Bielan arranged for us to have a tour of the Pentagon. Well, I have to tell you, you don't get to set a foot in the Pentagon unless you use your real legal name. So that was that. Was that. <laughs> I think everyone's kept it a pretty good secret. Now, I wanted to actually play off of that and ask you, did any of your neighbors ever figure out your secret identity? <laughs> no, my neighbors never knew. My, uh, my Washington neighbors, and certainly not my Alabama neighbors. <laughs> but um, I, never, I never told them either. Uh, but you know what? There's great freedom in anonymity. There is. <laughs> so I, I probably say a lot of things I wouldn't say if I had uh, <laughs> my husband's name attached. <laughs> That's a great bit of wisdom. There's, freedom, there's great freedom and anonymity. I like that. I may have to put that on a bumper sticker. It's good. <laughs> the Style Invitational community we know has brought together people who might never have met or become friends. I'm told that you have a, a very good friend that you made through the Style Invitational. Can you tell us about that? Oh, my heavens. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, my, my very best friend um, uh, was Mae Scanlon. And um, I'm sure you remember her. She had she was so yep. sharp. She was so funny and witty. And, you know, I never I had never met her, but I read her poems and I just knew how much I was going to like her. And then we finally got to meet at a, um, a luncheon, a loser luncheon, I should say. And um, we just hit it off from there. You know, she's, she was really so wonderful. But, you know, um, the friendships are, are basically everywhere in the Style Invitational because uh, there's so many, so many smart and exceedingly talented and funny, clever losers. But the best part of all is they're really nice. They're really, really nice. And so I started, I uh, started going to the loser functions, the events that are held, uh, you know, the luncheons and, mm -hmm. and uh, the weekends and this and that. I think there's just a wonderful sense of camaraderie in, in the loser community. And I just feel so lucky to have been able to live in Washington and to uh, be able to actually meet so many of them. I went to, to every loser event I possibly could. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorites was a weekend in Baltimore. The Loser Fest Pope, Kyle Hendrickson, organized the thing. And we got to do some offbeat things like this at the grave of Edgar Allan Poe. But the, to me, the most fun was uh, when we went to see the Charm City Roller Derby. And I mean to tell you, this was a hoot. Skaters all had names that were puns. And the only one I can remember was a woman who called herself not Nurse Ratched of One Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest's fame, but Nurse Wretched. And she looked, she looked the part. <laughs> and so not only that, she had all her groupies who were wearing nurses' uniforms uh, in, in the stands cheering her on. So that was a real kick, doing that. Nice. But, uh, to, to add to that um, about friendship, um, I, it meant so much to me when uh, Eldon Carnahan, the keeper of the stats, and um, Kyle Hendrickson came through Montgomery on their way to New Orleans to, re to rebuild after one of the hurricanes. And uh, they stopped in Montgomery and we just had such a good visit and it was wonderful to see them again. I really, really consider these people my dear friends. It's very heartwarming to hear. The Empress tells me that like Chris Doyle, you enter from all over the world. And in your uh -huh. case, you like taking cruises, I'm told. And uh -huh. <laughs> so I wanna ask you a couple of things. One, do you miss cruising during COVID? And will you oh. take it up afterwards? And secondly, 
where was the weirdest place you submitted an entry from? And, and you could do the first one. Yes, we, we miss cruising very much, probably because we really love eating 10 meals a day. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is definitely something we want to get back to when it's safe enough. Uh, in fact, uh, we actually booked a cruise yesterday for 2022. Oh, so, wow. Uh, and the, the, the lines, the cruise lines are, are pretty lenient because um, it's such a dicey situation and they want to stay in business. Now, are you ready for the weirdest? Yes, definitely. My husband can really pick them, but I must say, <laughs> I absolutely love this trip. We stayed in a yurt in Mongolia in the middle of the Gobi Desert. So we spent our time doing things like riding two hump camels and uh, drinking fermented mare's milk. So that was wow. uh, definitely a strange place, you know, very, very exotic. I never stopped writing. I can't remember if I could get a signal out in the desert. But uh, in any case, uh, by the time I got back to uh, Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital of Mongolia, mm -hmm. I was able to uh, submit my entries. So, you know, I just, I can't stand to let a contest go by. You just don't want to see your name slip in the stats. Right. <laughs> Where are you in the stats, actually? For this year, I think I'm number 15, and for all time, number eight. Whoa. That's, uh, I should have checked. I think I'm down in the 30s somewhere. That's, number eight is incredible. Thank you. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm working hard to hang on, Mike. Uh, but, you know, there, there are a couple of really, really good losers that are close behind me, so... Uh, <laughs> I think my days as eight are numbered. Jeffrey Pontabasis went soaring by me and he, he joined actually a little bit later than I did. So, you know, these guys are tough. They're a tough competition, but at least it's a friendly competition. Just to get in the top 10 at any time is an incredible achievement. So hats oh, off to yeah. you. I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now's the time in the show where we play what Mike liked and what the guest blessed. And we go through this week's winners and we second guess Pat. We give our own top four. Beverly, you <laughs> don't want to rank the top. You have four, but you don't want to rank them. Is that right? I actually have six. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> That's right. You're a rebel. Here's how we'll do it. Let's, um, you give one and I'll give one and you will do it in no order. And I'll do it in my four through one order. How's that? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. So in no Order. Yours are in no particular order. Okay. Mine are go, mine go ahead. In, in the order in which they appear in the column. Okay. Great. Perfect. Okay. The second place winner, uh, Gary Crockett, who wrote a, just a hilarious spoof, I thought, on Moby Dick. It really made me laugh out loud. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee, but I will tell thee not until thou callest me Ishmael, damn it. I asked thee to do that many, many pages ago. <laughs> That's a great choice because that was my that was my fourth place winner. Good. Okay. Great. Yes. So okay, go to your another one of your six that's not ranked. Okay. The next the next one is uh, Duncan Stevens, and in the next instant, the Duke's head rolled away from the chopping block like a bowling ball that happened to have nose and ear shaped lumps on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Duncan, all right. Another that's another Duncan. another great one. My number three, and I tend to pick this guy a lot, even though I've never met him or never even seen him. It's by Eric Nelkin, and I'm just trying to find this. While the gullible masses have fallen for this version of events, only the truly astute reader will have determined the true killer's identity. If you believe you are among the select few, send your guests along with $29.99 to Fox 27. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was that was very tempting to me too. I, it was yeah. it's so hard. I hate to try to pick just a certain number because they're all so good. They are very good. On with your next one. Okay, the next one, uh, bird wearing from Larchmont, New York. Okay, ah, as a child on the farm, I lost my hand and my brother in a horrible thresher accident. But the doctors were able to attach his undamaged hand to my mangled arm. So now I have two left hands. So yes, in fact, I am the foggy bottom stabber. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so much to that one. <laughs> it, it takes like you, you think you got it. And then it takes that twist at the end. <laughs> Very nice. My number two is by Tom Woody. Let's see, where is it? And with this final sentence, I've completed oh. the great American novel of which I'm proud of writing as you're as, as proud of writing as you are no doubt grateful for having had the opportunity of reading. <laughs> you're most welcome. That actually reminds me of the book, uh, Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius or something like that by Dave Eggers. It was that kind of <laughs> arrogant kind of uh, self-satisfied. I mean, I, maybe it was intentional and self-deprecating, but it came across like that to me. But that that's really funny. Tom Woody. You know, that was exactly my next choice. And, oh. uh, you know, I was just all prepared to read. And with the final sentence, this yeah. final sentence, same thing, exactly. Because I really liked that better than than the one he uh, won uh, third prize for. Me too. Anyway, so, you know, it's so it makes you realize everybody's got a different idea about what's funny. Exactly. And the, she does a good job, the E. Oh, um, yeah. Considering everyone, you know, it's like, why well, isn't mine in there? And this one wasn't funny and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. She must be so used to that by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she is. Okay, on to your next. Okay, uh, this one, <laughs> this is by Drew Bennett from West Plains, Missouri. At the final stop, Santa sat back and looked at the single lump in the stocking. Well, he did promise to bring back the coal industry. <laughs> <laughs> that. That I think was my number five. That just missed my my top list. Well, we, yeah. We're we're definitely agreeing on a lot of these. We are. I, I don't know if you'll. This will make yours, but it it hit me because I I don't know for some reason something tickles my fancy. My number one was by Seth Tucker in Washington, and and then it hit him. It should have been obvious from the start. They were never worn because the kid had a second pair in the same size, which oh, is the, that the, the six shoes, word right the, the, yeah, the six shoes. word story. Yeah. yeah. I, that was very clever. That was yeah. very clever. <laughs> yeah, a very good one. And it would be even uh -huh. better if it had been six words itself, but that would have been impossible. <laughs> that that would have been a work of uh, staggering genius. Yeah, exactly. You have one one or two more, right? Well, I, I, let me do just one more because I think... Uh, I think I've gone down my list, but I, you know, I could go on and on, but um, I know we can't do that. So uh, I'll do one by Bill Dorner uh, from Indianapolis. I'll never forget that summer, partaking in her wonders, but foolishly taking her for granted until one day she was gone as suddenly as she had arrived, like the McRib from McDonald's menu. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was great. And the McRib is back, I think. Is it? It's a, okay. It's very oh, timely. I'll have to go. I'll yeah. have to go get one. I love that sandwich. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's timely also. That, that, another, <laughs> another good one. It's, it's hard to write good ones when it's, there's a lot of text. You know, I think the shorter things are easier, but when you have to write oh. something like a narrative. Oh, that, right. Yes. It, I agree you know, with it, you completely. It's, right. It's a lot. No, the, uh, yeah. The neologisms are fun to do, but uh, you know, they don't take as long for the exactly. most part. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, other stuff. 
Now, do you you mentioned um, early on that you like to hear the ideation process the and the strategies for coming up with good entries. And we've uh-huh. heard a bunch in the past. Do you have your any of your own that you'd like to share? Well, you know, um, my if, if I had to make one recommendation, I think it would be uh, to start early in the week you know, thinking about what you want to do. Put something on paper and every day go back and look at it again, because I promise you, at least in my case, it changes daily. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of tweak it here and there and, and try to make it better. And so... Um, you know, it's very seldom for me that that something just pops into my head uh, in you know in unless it's a one word or two word something you know as as a contest. Anyway, that would be my suggestion. That's sage advice. I wish I could follow it. I'll think of things. I'll sit down. Like I I rarely do the poetry contest, but I did it for a few of the neologisms. I did it, and then I'm like, well, I think I could do it a little better. And then I was like, I'll just send it in. Because in the past, I've written, you know, I've gone through that, gone through that ideation process and let it sit. And then uh-huh. I never submitted them. I had, it was like on the, I had filled out the form, but I never pressed send because I thought oh. I had. I was like, I got to send them when I have them, you know. <laughs> when you have them, or they may never get sent. <laughs> exactly. Well, we, we each have to have our own system. <laughs> well, this was a, this was a lot of fun. It was for me too. It's been a real You're... delight having you on the show. Thank you so much, Mike. I, I would have worn uh I would have worn these gems. Yeah, I know that that the listeners can't see them, but uh, I thought about uh, wearing my loser T-shirt and my second prize Donald Trump wig. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a wig. What does your shirt say? Which loser uh, shirt see. is it? It's the um, it's yeah. uh, hangman, and then on the back it has the le- the letters. Uh, <laughs> oh, every letter is filled in except it says L O blank E R, and every other letter of the alphabet is crossed off. And has, <laughs> he's trying to figure uh, it out. Right, he's trying to figure it out. <laughs> what what does that say about us, Mike? <laughs> well, the first thing I thought it was lover. So right, oh. right, or loner. <laughs> Oh, well, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So what does that say, right? (laughs) Well, this has been fantastic. A lot of fun and and you were charming. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I loved it. Thanks. Thanks again to Jonathan Jensen for the theme song and Gil Glass for audio production. Freaks, humor geeks, folks whose tongues are in their cheeks. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Misfits, wags and wits, folks who laugh at naughty bits. Here's a show that's fun and educational. You will meet our leading losers and learn the way they think. Take their tips and maybe you will see your name in ink. Empress Pat, aristocrat, she'll put out the welcome mat. So get in line and file in, soon you will be smiling. Welcome to the Style Invitational.